Hello and welcome back to the Danlock Photography Podcast. Now just to clear things up, in the past I have been calling this the Beginner's Guide to Photography Podcast. Where that still is the case, this is still a Beginner's Guide to Photography Podcast. Let's, la- let's make that clear. Um, I just want to say that the name of the podcast is the Danlock Photography Podcast. My name is Danlock and today we've got a brand new show. Um, I'm going to be doing an interview, so this is will be sort of like a joint podcast with someone again across the pond. I'm going to be talking to a friend of mine who I met via Instagram. His name is Bo Downard and um, he is a photographer. He does a lot of product photography and today we're going to be discussing how to make a living or how to earn money from photography as a beginner and more Incidentally, we're going to be talking more about Fiverr. I'm sure you've heard of the app or the the website Fiverr. A lot of YouTubers have probably tried to promote it to you, you know. So we're talking things Fiverr, being a photographer and uh, offering your services. So we're going to jump straight into the interview. Um, As always, thank you for listening. Um, Please follow the podcast or subscribe. Whatever podcast platform you're listening to, try and find the plus button and uh, give us a follow so you get notified when we release a new... I say we... It's just me on this little team, so you'll get notified every time I upload a a podcast episode, so hit the follow button, and yeah, let's get on with the interview. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, Bo. How are you, my friend? I am fantastic. How are you, Dan? I'm blessed to be alive. Now, whereabouts are you? Because my previous... uh, podcast interviewee was actually based in florida how about you um well actually i'm probably located in a spot where a lot of floridans are uh are are uh, familiar with and that's northern michigan uh, awesome yep a lot of a lot of folks from florida come come up here uh during the summertime and enjoy the nicer weather that we have and kind of get out of the heat so Sure. Yeah. He was, um, my, my previous, uh, interviewee, Caleb, he was just saying how, where he lives, it's just so flat. Um, and obviously not the case for us here on the Isle of Wight and in the UK, especially, especially in Scotland. So what is the situation with you in, in Michigan? Obviously you've got Lake Michigan. Is it, is it relatively flat over there or is it, have you got some mountains to climb or what's happening? Well, um, I'm not really call it a mountain in like the sense that it's got rocky, exposed peaks. However, there are some ginormous sand dunes um, that we have that uh, are on the western side of uh, Michigan, close to the uh, Lake Michigan. Outside of that, um, quite a bit of rolling hills, uh, lots and lots of trees, and um, yeah, it's... Uh, farmland mixed with a little bit of vineyards and uh forestry so it's it's got quite a diverse area and good good places to take photos for sure oh excellent excellent so now for those that don't know you both i'm just sort of like you're you're a photographer um obviously primarily obviously this is a beginner's uh photography podcast so what uh first of all the question that everyone wants to know 
what camera brand do you shoot with? Oh, well, some people are probably going to be upset and some people are probably going to smirk a little bit, but I use Canon. <laughs> Excellent. I, I'm obviously team Canon as well. Right um, on. Yeah, I've just I've just used their products since day dot. I think I just always, I I tell you what, the only thing I uh, uh, other thing I use is my point and shoot camera, which is the Sony RX one hundred. Okay. Um, just because you know when you're sort of out and about and you've got your, sometimes you don't have your big DSLR camera with you, so you just you can just conveniently pull out an an RX one hundred. Um, but the thing is, I used the Sony RX100 to do a lot of vlogging when we went traveling. Um, yeah. What I found is that the, the, the image compared to the Canon, it's actually like the colors. It's not as, uh, it's not as um, punchy, saturated colors as in compared to Canon. I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you feel about the different brands? Like what, what made you go to Canon? Um, well, to be honest, the only thing I've ever shot was a Canon. Um, from day one, that's what I picked up. I started on a, um, on a Canon 7D, not seven, not seven zero, but seven D, um, started on that, uh, with two prime lenses. I had an 85 with, uh, and a 50 still have them. Um, nifty 50. Yeah, man, that fifty. It's uh goes down to a one point four, so it it's it gets gets real creamy. It's nice. Wow. This that's actually a, a lens that I'm hoping to get one day is yeah, a nifty fifty with that wide open aperture, that'd be great. Oh, it's um like I said, that's what I started on, uh primarily uh all my product photography and all my other photography to to be honest. And um and yeah, just the just having the lower aperture on uh, on a lens like that allows you to get um, to to photograph in really low light conditions, which is nice. Yeah, um, especially when you're going handheld and and you might not have a tripod. But uh, back to the Canon and Sony, I I, um, I like I said, I've only shot on Canon, but I've heard that the coloring um, is quite different. It is quite different from uh, Canon to Sony, and um, you know some folks, depending upon what kind of style of photography you like, some folks would uh, rather have that Canon color, and some folks like the uh, like the Sony, you know. Mm. And then the, and then you know you have Fuji Film, and they have their own color uh, scheme that people enjoy. So I guess it just comes down to what you like. And yeah, definitely. To be to be honest, it's just. Um, you know, whatever you can afford or have at the time, I guess. And Canon was something that I had. So. Oh, excellent. Now, um, what pri- what type of photography do you sort of lean towards? I know you're well into your product photography. Is there anything else that you, um, you do? Like what would you sort of label it as like, you know, landscape photography or, or portraits? What, what is it that you sort of lean towards? To, to be honest, I guess um, I've never really tried to put my photography in any one ca- category or the next. Mm. Um, I think for me, at least, and this is strictly an opinion of mine, but uh, I think when, uh, as photographers, when we start doing that, we, we tend to start limiting ourselves as well. Mm. So for me, like, I like to just go out and shoot whatever, but 
you know, I, I probably would tend to be around the water more than anything else. So maybe like a little, little lifestyle, a little landscape, but mostly around the water for sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually very, very similar as we live on a small Island. Um, we're surrounded by water, water sports and things going on, you know, so it's very easy for, for, for me to just be able to go drive five minutes and be right at the water's edge, you know, and, and, you know, very similar to what you're saying, like lifestyle photography, where you're, I like to capture sort of like stories. I know it sounds a bit like, uh, cringy or, or vague, but like, I, I like to capture maybe like a carousel of photos and they, they each, you know, you can flick through photos and tell a story. That's, in short, that's what I quite enjoy, you know, being able to show, you know, for example, like a a shoot that I've got lined up soon is, you know, of of this guy, he's got like a a stand-up paddleboard and I'd love to shoot him getting his paddleboard ready, putting it on top of his like van, heading down and each shot sort of tells the, the story of how he went from, you know, being at home to being on the water to having like a nice warm drink after it sounds really like you know strange but like <laughs> no i, just I got you man no i got all, you yeah with all of those like stitched together or you know, like in a carousel i think it will still uh, tell a quite a nice story so things like that is that's oh, what like i'm it. attracted to but like, like you it. like you i don't like to pigeonhole myself um, in terms of, oh, I only do landscape photography or I only do such and such, you know, because I, I love to experiment with different types of photography. Like only last night we did the astro photography for the first time ever. And I think every time you, you put yourself into a situation where you're learning a, a whole new way of photography, you can add that string to your bow, right? Right. No, absolutely. I saw those pictures, by the way. They look great. Oh, thank you. I, I need to post some more, but I don't want to do it's, it's that, um, it's the, you know, typical, I don't want to f- like spam people with all my photos on, in, <laughs> in one day. Oh know, yeah, I, I got you. I don't have to worry about that problem, man. I don't have too many good photos like you. Oh no, come <laughs> on, come on now. Come on. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's get into today's topic, which is making money on in photography as an absolute beginner. So, you know, I've, I've definitely been in this situation in the past, like when I first, cause I went, I went to college and studied photography. And, uh, after that I was very sort of bleary eyed. I didn't really know what path to take. I didn't know where to start. And obviously way back in the day, this was like before you had things like broadband, like there was still like dial up. So we're going back about 15 or so years and so, you know, certain things weren't available back then. But now, if you're a photographer, there's so much, you know, there's so many things you can do all at once. Or there's so many things you can, so many paths you can take. Um, and one thing we're looking at is, our first thing we'll look at is Fiverr. Now, a lot of you people have heard of the, it's an app, it's a website, this company Fiverr. Can you tell us a bit about Fiverr? Because you you use Fiverr, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, just, I mean, like you said, there's so many different ways um, for photographers these days to make money in it. I mean, if you want to, 
you can certainly make money with all the tools available and, and Fiverr being one of those tools mm-hmm. um, available to you creatives, you know, not only photography, but other creatives as well. But Oh, absolutely. Um, for us photographers, it's a great tool um, to use to, to create money. Um, and basically, to not to get too deep into it, it is, um, it's just a marketplace for freelancers to offer services to folks around the globe. Um, so like for yourself over in the UK, you know, I've done business with a couple of folks or projects with a couple of folks over in the UK. So you're not just limited to your local area, which is, mm-hmm. you know, great because you can expand your audience and really get your work out in front of a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's one of those tools, like you mentioned that, uh, photographers, uh, nowadays have to, use and make money with absolutely and i think it's a it's such a cool thing if you particularly uh want to work remotely as well that's quite the uh, an appeal that you can just you can be like you say wherever and work with people that are across the you know other side of the world um now one of the things that i was thinking when i when um I started to look into the 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 fiverr app well actually you you were the one who sort of turned me on to the the fiverr um, app and um, I was thinking f- product photography and I I was almost struggling to find other other um, photography ideas that you can do in private <laughs> but there's loads you could you could even offer your services to edit someone's photos for them absolutely like absolutely. a company you know a company has said look we've got some photos but they just need retouching and they're, what they'll do is obviously, you know, you'll answer their advert or you'll put yourself out there uh, and, ad, you know, advertise your services, right? And then right. you'll, you know, they'll, you know, message over your their pictures and you'll do your thing, retouch them up and send them back. And I guess, you know, you can you can say how many revisions you you offer and you know they can you can go back and forth and say oh we wanted it more like this and etc etc so that's editing and touching up photos is another idea what other i what what other photography um based ideas do you think there are with fiverr um well you, you know you mentioned one of them is photo editing and obviously product photography um there's I've honestly been hit up and done a few projects on Fiverr where folks just wanted photos for their social media accounts. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's insane the the amount of opportunities that there are um, on Fiverr as a creative and and more specifically as a photographer here. Um, And just to kind of cover a few of the terms um, on Fiverr, there's just a few. There's a gig which is pretty much your, your photography service that you're going to offer um, on Fiverr to everybody else. There's the seller, which is you, the photographer. Um, there's a buyer, which is the people you're trying to convince to give you money for your photos. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, there's, a, there's also something called a request. So when when you go into Fiverr and you're registering, or if you're already on there, um, you can go. If if traffic's a little slow for you and business is a little slow for you, you can actually go after business as well. Where, like you mentioned, somebody wants their photos edited. Well, 
uh, buyers can actually solicit work for themselves and sellers or other creatives can actually bid on that. So the buyer can set up a, like a budget of $250, for example, to do a product photography shoot. Um, and you can go in there and you can bid on that job and say that you'll do it for $250. Or, you know, if you're, um, if you're a little crafty, you might come in a little lower than what their budget is and try to win that uh-huh. business that way. I see. So like, not only can you earn business from your own gigs, but you can actually go out and, if you're hungry, go out and get more business. Wow. Um, so it's, it's just... It's just a wonderful tool to have, um, like uh, like we mentioned before, just for photographers or creatives in general to, to really get out there and really get to work in front of people and not just in your local area, but yeah. around the world. Yeah, definitely. So how does product photography work in you know with Fiverr? Well, um, there's, uh, there, there's quite a few moving parts. Um, which is why it's important to really nail down a routine or a procedure and stay organized. Um, that's going to help you tremendously in the long run, especially when you start getting busier. But, um, you know, and, and there's tools within Fiverr. You can link it to your calendar on your phone and whatever and set reminders. And there's an uh, onboard messaging system and stuff. It's really, really simple and intuitive. However, like I mentioned, there are moving pieces, especially for product photography, because you're talking about actually shipping tangible goods. Yeah. Um, so with that, you know, and it, there's always um, a concern for safety and whatnot. So you want to make sure that you, you develop sort of a vetting process or a, a way to identify clients that you want to work with. Right. And I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. Sure. You know, not every client is is the right client for you. Um, Mm. And consequently, you're not the right photographer for every project. So it's important to keep those things in mind, um, especially when you're dealing with uh, a lot of different folks from around the world. But where I'm getting at with that is your shipping address. You know, you have to have a place to receive the products. So you want to make sure that you're not just giving out your address to anybody that's just asking to do business. Typically, what I do, um, I have on my gig in very plain English, do not purchase until speaking with me. Um, That way we can kind of discuss the project. And one, it gives me an opportunity to decide whether or not I want to take on that project, whether it's a good fit for me or if I'm a good fit for the project. Um, two, it gives me time to kind of review the client and, you know, see more or less. If they've got a bunch of bad reviews, chances are they're probably going to be a pain to work with and you may not want to take that project. Yeah. Um, and so there's just a few things that you go through before you finally give them that address to ship their product to. And then of that course. takes us into the next step. Now, do you send out your home address or do you set up like a P.O. box? What's the deal with that? Um, I use my home address. Yeah. Like I said, I, you know, I go through my own vetting process. Um, so by the time I give us to have something shipped to, um, I feel pretty comfortable in that. And, you know, the other thing is you got to remember that this is a person on the other end that's really wanting your work to do photos for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
chances are they're they're probably a decent person but again that's for you to fill out and feel comfortable with some folks may feel more comfortable setting up a po box um but you know it's whatever it's whatever you're comfortable with of course so basically with product photography on fiverr is you know once someone has reached out to you or you've reached out to them and the company or per the you know the the company who has the product that they want photographed you they will send you the product you'll receive the product take your photos send them the photos and then they'll review them etc and then you know you'll send the the product back or they'll let you keep them etc is that how it works more or less yeah Amazing. more or less that's how it works um you know, there's, you know, individual individual projects have different variants involved, but yeah, more or less, that's that sums it up pretty well. Awesome. And and on because I had a a look on on Fiverr. So when you sell your own services, am I right in saying that you get to sort of you get to say you've got like a bronze package, silver package, and like a gold package, or is am I making that up? uh maybe the maybe the coloration of it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but no you you certainly um and you certainly get to offer like three different packages for your gig right so right. when you when you start out you you're allowed one gig as a new seller um and then within that gig you can offer different packages so you can have a basic a pr- uh standard or a premium or as you said gold silver yeah, and bronze sure. <laughs> But yeah. however you want to look at it, uh, you do get to offer three different packages. And, you know, um, when you're setting it up from your seller side, you get to go through um, and pretty much check little boxes and make your own little um, variations between them right there on a custom little thing. Yeah. Um, and set the price, you know, if, if however you want to go about it, you know, um, you can do that. Now, Moving on to price, how as a let's say that someone's listening to this and they're a beginner photographer, never touched Fiverr in their life, what sort of price range should they offer their services? But you know, think of it, they're brand new into photography, you know, they've got to into, you know, they know a bit more about their camera than they used to. They know how to shoot in manual mode, they know what they're doing, they know, you know, the basics of how to use a camera. What sort of price range should they offer their services for if they wanted to get into product photography? Well, what I did and what I would recommend for anybody else getting started in Fiverr is to find a couple other product photographers that you like, their style, you like what they've got going on. It's kind of Mm -hmm. similar, more or less matches your vibe look at their description, look at their gig, really kind of study it, and then more or less do a copy and paste of it. Um, You know, what they're offering, their layout, everything that they've got going on. Um, Obviously, you know, you want to add your own personality to it and whatnot. Sure. But, um, and whatever price that they're they're offering their stuff for, you know, you want to make sure that they have... um, you know, a good number of transactions under their belt and that they have, you know, good ratings, um, take that price and cut it in half. And that's what you go with. So 
Awesome. Um, personally, what, what worked for me was I found a couple of photographers that I liked on Fiverr, copied their stuff, uh, offered twice the amount of service for half the price, and within a week I had my first gig. Wow, there you go. That's a, that's a tip right there. And, so, and obviously, the more you, the more gigs you get, the more um, products and uh, the more services that you've done and ch- ticked off. I guess you you can up the price the more comfortable you become. Right, um, and that's something that you'll more or less touch and go with. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, I um, there there's certain rankings within Fiverr. Um, you know, you got a new seller rating, you got level one seller, level two seller, and then you have, um, a Fiverr pro and, you know, you can use those as milestones to kind of increase your price a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, and then another thing is, um, for, for somebody just starting out is, um, you want to make sure that you have good solid photos on your on your um for your thumbnails because uh, that's going to do a lot you know because we all we all look at photos a million times a day and if it doesn't look good you, you swipe right kind of thing real quick of course so, so uh, it's, it's like having your you get to choose what is it three photos at the start and you you sort of have those as your portfolio right and and if you want another little pro tip i'll, I'll go ahead and spill the pot of beans for this one too Okay. Go to canva.com. It is a free tool. Find a collage template that you like and throw up a bunch of your favorite, best, like highest quality photos right there on that little collage photo. Save it, download it, and use those as your thumbnails because you're able to show off more of your work rather than just using one photo as your thumbnail. That is a very, very good tip. I didn't think of using that, you know. So, like, for instance, I, you can use three photos like you mentioned, but yeah. the three photos that I've chosen are all thumbnails that have, like, four to six different photos on them. So wow. it's a, it gives you – so instead of being able to display three photos from your portfolio, now you can display, like, 12 to 15 to 20, depending upon however many – you know, looks good or fits right on that. Wow. That is such a good tip. Okay. So we've talked product photography. Is there any other, you know, services that a photographer could offer on Fiverr that you can think of? Um, I mean, it depends. Sometimes you can get local jobs to go do an actual event locally. Um, yeah, that's a, that's another way, um, outside of, product photography but not too far outside of it you could get hired on to go do um like a corporate shoot where they want to you know things of that nature for their website so there's just i mean anything that's going on the internet has to have a photo of it yeah so go on (laughs) most people are going to have to have a photographer at some point in order to sell whatever it is that they want to sell and that's where we place ourselves, whether it's trying to sell a product, sell their company or sell themselves, you know, via, via like getting followers and stuff on social media that, you know, you has, somebody has to create that media. And that's where we fall in as photographers to of fill course. that, to fill that void, man. Of course. <laughs> well, I went on to the, uh, there's a section on Fiverr. I think it's called buyer requests. 
And right. that's where you can click on and you can see sort of the current adverts that are sort of in your um what's the word the the services that you kind of provide and the the you know you, more or less niche. where your area of focus is yeah that's yeah. right now the only thing with that i don't know maybe i've got to change the settings a little bit but every time i click on the buy requests it's normally adverts from companies that need a photographer and it, it comes up and saying must be based in the u.s or must <laughs> be based here and it's like Ah, oh, that that project fits me so well, but it's just like I don't live in the US, so I maybe well, I need to change my settings. Well, to be honest, I mean I've worked with clients that are you know supposedly based out of the US on Fiverr, mm. but I mean they're they are certainly not. <laughs> really? So I mean whether you want to bend the rules a little bit on setting your own time zone is on you, but um, you know. Sure. I'm not complaining about it because I am in the U.S. And, you know, we we tend to do get a lot of business that way because most things that are sold online, people like to sell in the sure. U.S. But, yeah. you know, like I said, um, I think primarily for that is they're, they're looking for folks that are speaking English in that sense. Okay, that's what it is. Now, yeah. I've I've had a couple of sort of interactions where I've just had question marks coming out of my my head basically the not too long ago someone got in contact with me obviously as you know i've i've set myself up on fiverr um and someone messaged me asking if i could go and photograph shelves shelving in uh, a department store so in the uk we've got a department store called the range where it's okay. like it's like uh, they sell like home goods, you know, things that you buy for your home and, and loads of other stuff. I got you. Know. you I got you. And uh, this, I was looking through the message and I, he was like, yeah, I need f- photographs of shelving. And I, already I was thinking, does he mean shelving that they sell or do, does he mean the, the actual shelves that the products sit on? <laughs> and right. he was like, he was like, when can you, when can you get this done by? And, and, you know, basically what he wanted, he wanted me to go to my nearest range store and photograph the prices of these products. And he wanted me to take photos of the shelves so that he had photographic proof of the price. That, oh. And he, he wanted to like undersell, undercut them. I think, I, I don't know what was going on, but in the end, he just said, it's fine. I know how much the products are now. Uh-huh. I, I was just like, what a weird, a weird request. Like, I want you to go to a store and photograph the shelves and prices for me. Have you have you had any sort of strange requests or any sort of stories that you can speak on where it's like you just thought, oh, man, I've got <laughs> one that's just coming to my mind. And this is just part of being on Fiverr as a as somebody that's going to create things that don't exist for somebody else, yeah. you're going to get you you're going to get thrown some odd ones sometimes. And for me, I had a client that was looking for a particular photograph of a particular thing that he needed for a presentation he was giving to some board members of a company. Right. Um, he needed an image of specific very specific image of something and it was 
a Captain America figurine pushing cooked spaghetti noodles up a hill. What? <laughs> oh, man. And that, oh, yeah, that was a fun one. Um, That's crazy. Never, never have I ever. But, um, yeah, so... I mean, you just kind of, kind of get prepared for some of those weird ones that you get, and that's why it's very important to know which projects you want to take on and which ones you don't. Um, Say that again. <laughs> Say that again. This guy was doing a meeting, a boardroom meeting. Boardroom meeting. In his yep. presentation, he needed a photo of Captain, Captain America, America figurine pushing cooked spaghetti noodles up a hill or mountain. But yes. How did you actually answer the call? Did you actually go ahead and do that? Oh, I did. Really? I, did. I answered that call, man. Uh, I actually got the photo posted up on my Facebook page, all the way down at the down at the bottom of the feed. It's uh, it's way down there. But oh, uh, I'd love to see this. <laughs> I'll I'll probably I might have to post that one to Instagram sometime. But wow, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like how to mess up your Instagram feed and in terms of like the theme, the colors, just chuck a. <laughs> just oh man, chuck a my team. my theme and colors are so out of whack. I'm sure you've noticed. Yours, your 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 no. your grid looks beautiful, man. Mine looks like some kids' artwork thrown up on the fridge. No, I. You know what? I'm in. Two minds about this because in the previous podcast episodes I talk about you know how to sort of grow on Instagram as a photographer things you should probably look at and one of the things I said was to sort of make your it was more of a suggestion which was to make your your feed look a little bit more aesthetically pleasing you know try yeah. out some color palettes and themes and it's some, something that I see a lot of the big you know Instagram photographers you know, that I see, you know, they've all got the same palette and, you know, they're all, they've always got the same sort of photo of the bloody pictures of foxes, pictures. The new one is pictures of puffins and penguins. And, oh, is, um, that, is that the new jam? That's the new thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Obviously there's no puffins around where I live, so I can't do that. Um, but, uh, but I, but I yeah. obviously do not keep up with that stuff. And I, I mean, if you want to see how not to set up your grid, check mine out. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, but you know, I, I think for me, um, mm. at least, um, you know, I, most, most photographers can probably agree that they struggle with the, with getting their feelings hurt when they don't get the likes that they thought their photo would get right. on Instagram and stuff. Um, it, you know, it happens to the best of us. They're like, man, I thought that photo was dope. But, sure. you know, you get like two likes and one of them's your own, you know. <laughs> well, you know, as we're speaking, we're sort of going off topic, but that's fine. What I was I was going to say is that I was uh, watching a, a very, you know, eye-opening YouTube video yesterday. And this guy was basically saying, as a photographer, he was saying, you know, on Instagram nowadays that people are searching so much they re like like all they want is more and more followers and he right. said he said he sort of compared it to playing in a band so say you're you're a, a live performing band uh, at a gig like in a you know like in a in a little uh, venue of sort of course and um, so he compared that like say there's already a an audience in the venue and he said, what it's like 
is you're try you you're not happy with the audience that you've got and you want more. So what you do is instead of playing that in that live venue, you go out the back through the alleyway and you go to the next venue or the next like a bar or restaurant and you ask people to come to your your venue. You say, look, we're playing a gig in the venue next door. Um, who wants to come and listen to us? And you, he, he was saying, like, you might get a few people come from that that restaurant to the venue. And he said, you'll go back to the venue to play, and you're still not happy with the amount of audience that is at right. the venue. Yeah. And so he said, then what you'll do is you'll do the same thing. You'll leave the venue, go to the next bar or restaurant, and you'll ask hundreds of other people, hey, you should come and listen to my band play. We're really good. We're next door. And you go, you know, some people will go to the um, to the venue. You'll go back to your venue and you're about to play. And, you know, there's the the very first audience that were there ready to watch you play have, like, left. Yeah, they've <laughs> gone. They're like, yep. I'm not waiting around for this. Like, this isn't what I signed up for. Right. So they're gone. And you end up with this that whole cycle of, like, you, you're gaining followers and then you're losing the original ones. And what this guy was saying is... Just play your live music the best you can to the audience that you have so that when people walk past the venue and hear that music, they're more likely to just go and check it out and stay for longer because you're, you're just, your, your main just concern. Doing your thing, man. Yeah. The main yep. concern is that your, your photography or your craft, you're homing in on that rather than searching and doing all the things that, other people are doing to to get the audience like following you know trends and stuff like that i mean yeah, this no, is a whole new podcast but uh you know well, i glad, thought it was interesting i'm glad that you mentioned that because you know, I, I i ramble quite a bit and i i man i take the long way around when i'm saying something for sure <laughs> but um wait uh um, where I was going with with the uh, with the social media and the Instagram and stuff, and I, and I'll make light of it all day long because I just mm. to me it's not really important to me. You know, I get paid from taking product photography. You know, sure, I get paid from doing stuff for clients on Fiverr. I don't get paid for posting photos on Instagram, and I think that's what young photographers and people starting out fail to realize or they or they forget sometimes what's more important like you know are you doing something that you really love or are you just trying to get followers you know yeah. and yeah. I, I think it's important um for any photographer out there to really kind of check themselves every now and then and make sure that they're taking the photos for the right people um and, and they're doing what they love and, and they're enjoying it and they're not just falling into that trap of trying to get likes or followers or that sort of thing but, yeah like you said whole nother podcast <laughs> yeah no i totally agree i i totally agree with what you're saying you know you've got to uh, you've got to think about why you're trying to get followers uh, obviously my main concern as uh i i'd like to get into sort of maybe teaching photography to for beginners so my content is is mainly what i'm trying to do is show and sort of cater to a an audience where of, of beginner photographers so you know the more beginner photographers eyeballs that i have on my instagram or my youtube or my podcast the better the more people i can i can help obviously as well with the instagram i'm going to be posting my own photography things oh I'm, absolutely i'm proud of and 
right. and just as like to to you know as a a reminder i guess so i can i can look back and see what i've what i've i've done the other thing as well which i'm sure we we may get onto in another podcast is is uh website building for a photographer that is a, a very interesting subject for me because there's a lot of things that people don't have on their websites as a photographer which you know can be complete game changers right um but back to our subject making money we've mentioned we've talked about fiverr already is there anything else that we can talk on with fiverr before we move on um basically with fiverr i think the ultimately uh set yourself up for success with good quality uh thumbnail photos put an extra put a little bit of time in your description uh in the metadata just really take the time to set yourself up for success because this is your business and i mean if you want to be successful you're going to have to put some time and effort into it um also with that uh on fiverr there's an opportunity for reviews both from the seller and the buyer standpoint after each gig is completed so you always want to make sure that you're over delivering on what is required of you um for example well, so one of my gigs, I offer 10 photos per product. To be honest and truthful, I typically am going to give you anywhere from 15 to 20 photos per wow. product because I want you to have 10 that you can use, not just 10 photos, you know? Yeah. So it's little things like that that are going to help you go that much further and be that much more successful within Fiverr um, and just ultimately within your, your photography career in general. So. Amazing. So basically, when you're starting out on Fiverr, set your prices lower and over deliver so that you get you're basically trying to build up your rapport with your clients. And you're 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 basically trying to set yourself up for success and get some really good reviews that will help you grow on Fiverr. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You just got to view yourself as the small town coffee shop right next door to Starbucks. You know, uh, you, you, you got to have the better quality coffee. You got to have better service and, and you got to do it for less. And, yeah. and that's just, that's how you're going to get started. I mean, it's, it's not something that you want to hear getting started as a photographer, but that's just the name of the game. And that's what we all do um, yeah. to build up that clientele and hopefully get repeat clients. Um, of course. So. Yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing. Now, that's that's you've given us some real good insight there on Fiverr and anybody listening I you know you're not familiar with Fiverr I would definitely go check it out sign yourself up take some time out and perfect your little profile it's Fiverr that's you know F I V E R R correct and yeah go and check it out I actually before we end that Fiverr um I'm going to tell you a little thing i posted i wanted a i wanted services the other day so i've recently designed my own photography logo which will be coming out soon can't wait and (laughs) it's not nothing special it's just something simple but um i i uploaded my logo onto fiverr and i you know put the, the request out there i said like can anybody animate my logo because you know i'm not I, I don't use like Adobe InDesign or whatever it is to create an animation. And I said, look, can anybody make my logo 
animated so i can put it at the beginning of my youtube videos and it's like you know something different it's not just a logo in still it's like a little bit of animation maybe a little pizzazz yeah just give it something you know be creative with it this is what i wrote in the you know the request you know the the advert i was like can anybody you know make this do something make maybe make the there's a camera icon on my logo i said can anybody maybe make the camera look like it's taken a photo or you know add a click noise or the shutter button or make it move can you make the anything can you make the 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 lettering come out of the camera something can anybody do something here's my budget (laughs) anything yeah just animate it be creative make it pretty and i got this um there's a couple of messages straight away most of them i'm not gonna lie were from india but uh, and it was just people that have done like a screenshot of the logo and all they've done is added like a transition that you'd get from like final cut pro like a like a fade in and fade out it was just so so basic and uh i was like it's not what i'm looking for (laughs) (laughs) try again or something and it was just the messages were like you know very copy and pasted you know like very google translate yeah very google translate just huge paragraphs (laughs) like saying oh i'd love to work i'd love to work your services please watch my watch my portfolio or something like that just didn't make sense but it was obviously copy and pasted to every thing so auto response on that one huh yeah i was just like oh and i still haven't got a logo animated so it's for now i'm just gonna have to try myself and have a have a go (sighs) but yeah i'd love to help you out man but i i definitely (laughs) definitely not doing the animated logo stuff that's uh that's outside outside my skill set the uh, same here you know it's nothing i've never dabbled in that sort of animation graphic design thing mm-hmm. so i wanted to try and i just wanted to spend my time elsewhere so i just thought why don't i use fiverr and see what people can come up with and but, that's, you know, that's exactly why fiverr's there man exactly so <laughs> mo- moving on to uh something else is i'm sure we're not going to spend too much time on it but um, stock images is one that I started off with as well, and I'm sure a lot of other photographers have used stock. Uh, what do you call I, it? Stock companies? Stock footage? I I hate stock photos, but yes, you hate them. <laughs> I hate them. I hate taking them, and I hate submitting them. But yeah, stock photography, uh, Shutterstock, Pixel, Baby. Monkey Pick, all those kind of websites out there for you to mm-hmm. submit your your hard took photos, hard hard fought photos, and let them yeah. tell you that they're they're not good enough. And yeah, at wow. least that's that's the case for me. <laughs> really? Wow! I've yeah. not had any feedback. I maybe I'm only using. Uh, we should probably explain. So basically, there's if you are a photographer and you want to get started and you've already taken a bunch of photos or you're going to, what you can do, another stream of income, and it's passive as well, yep. um, is that you can upload your photos to certain websites like Shutterstock, um, Adobe Stock, I think. Um, yeah. There's loads of others. And basically, awesome. you upload your photos to this website. You basically choose, you know, the categories and you, you write out your hashtags, very similar to Instagram. 
um, in the way that that works. And what it is, is you upload your photos and they get denied or accepted. And it's a website where you, where other people can search for photos that they need for maybe their own project, their company, whatever. They need some, some images. And they can search for photos and they can buy them. And I still don't know how the pricing works. And I, I'll explain that in a minute. But, uh, yeah, people can buy your photos that are hosted on websites like Shutterstock. And, um, yeah, the, the way that – because I've done it not a lot. It's not, it's not like my top thing that I've, I've been focusing on recently. But when we were in Australia, I put up a bunch of photos of – um, koala bears we went to like a a, a park uh, like a, a zoo type park uh, place and, and i've took loads of photos of kangaroos emus uh koala bears and the the little tip as well when you're doing you're taking photos and uploading to a stock website is try not to you know have things in the background People. or you know people just or have logos your, yeah logos people things like that just have your subject and keep it as clean and think, can you see that in like, uh, can, can you see that in like an advert or commercial or such, you know, something that's very basic. And, uh, and yeah, so I uploaded all these photos. I also did a few drone shots of like in Australia, nice. this place in the Gold Coast. And it was just very cityscape, you know, very like, it was cool. And I oh, put, yeah. put up my favorite photos that I thought, you know, these are these are pretty cool. Anyway, um, about a week went past and um, I got a mi mix match of, you know, um, notifications. Like, And this is what I was saying just a minute ago where I don't understand the pricing is that because some photos, it would notify you. It notifies you when someone has bought one of your photos it will say like 10 pence or 10p or 10 cents or 25 cents. And, you know, I was, I was getting all these notifications like, oh, someone's bought your, bought this image, 40 cents or $1.50 or whatever. And then I got one notification that was like, someone's bought this image, $65. And I was just like, Ooh, man, How? I don't understand. This is something I didn't, I still don't understand. Maybe it's the size Maybe. Well, I think, um, and I don't fully understand either, but uh, when I went into my dashboard on Shutterstock, and by no mm. means am I like a Shutterstock pro or anything, um, I'll throw a few photos on there like any other person, mm. but you can actually see the purchase price for each photo, how many times it was purchased or downloaded or whatever. That's right. And the... The dollar amounts, the higher dollar amounts are for people that just outright bought that photo without a subscription to Shutterstock. The ones right. that are coming in at like 10 cents, 15 cents, something like that, those are for folks that have got like a Shutterstock membership and they can just download photos. I um, see. And it just charges that you get paid a little bit of a royalty off of that. Right. I see. See, I thought it was all about pixel dimensions and stuff. Because you know that very well could be a part of it as well. Yeah, that's very interesting. So, and you know that may be when you're first starting out. Maybe that might be a path that you want to take. Like I said, it's something that you can do, which you know you uh, you're earning money remotely. 
Um, I know that, you know, think this, just think in the, in beat, put yourself in the feet, the feet, put yourself in the shoes of the, uh, the person buying the photos. Think about maybe like a car dealership. They need stock photos of a, a car parking lot or something. Just go take photos, nothing with, you know, any license plates and, no logos, like we've said, and just think right. very basic images. Like, uh, for example, fruit, fruit yeah. is so easy. Fruit, um, <laughs> just any, any sort of like food items where you know there's not going to be any sort of logos yeah. or any, you know, face people's faces in there, or something like that, where you mm-hmm. need some sort of release. Um, just real plain basic, like maybe your dog or a door handle or, you know, like a shelf in a department store. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I just random ordinary everyday stuff is what stock photos basically comprise of. It's like the B roll of photography. Yes. A hundred (laughs) percent agree. That is such a good way of putting it. And, you know, people are out there and they, they do need it. Maybe they're in a pinch and they need these stock images. I would call it, you know, you've got like a school project or, you know, you've got to give a presentation to some board members and you need, you know, a Captain America pushing cooks. Huh? <laughs> you just need a specific photo. You can go yeah. on to places like Shutterstock or any other of those stock photo sites and yeah. search and find whatever it is your little heart desires. Yeah, I, I tell you an example. Uh, before I was doing, you know, my before my main focus was photography. I was doing, um, I was a personal trainer working in a gym, and on my website, I had a website, and I was trying to venture into online personal training. And on my website, I I needed images of uh, a gym and certain things like, right. you know, rowing machines and things like that. Because absolutely, when, uh, you know, I was doing the online thing, I wasn't working in a gym. And so I didn't have that luxury of going to a gym and taking photos, um, of an empty gym. So I had to go on to the shutter, uh, sorry, to these stock images websites. And I had to, I had to find my own, you know, so there's definitely people out there trying to find this stuff. And and that's just the thing, man. If like, if you can think of it, someone's going to need a photo of it. Yeah. And and that's the beautiful thing about being online and stuff is like we mentioned earlier, is you can broadcast your skills or your work or your services to people around the world. Yes. Amazing. So the... The thing with shutter, uh, I keep saying shutter. The thing with these stock websites is there's a. I've got a, a tip. Um, What's for, that? For you, you know, uploading photos is don't use photos with crazy amounts of grain and noise. Oh, Shutterstock hates yes. hates hates that contrast. Yes. So. <laughs> There's, and that grain, they yeah. hate it, man. I've had yeah. so many photos rejected because they, basically they hate stylized editing. Right. They, they want just, you know, your basic, you hit that auto button in Lightroom, let her fix the shadows, let her fix the, the highlights, straighten out the horizon, send it in, and, and Shutterstock's going to most likely take it as long yeah. as it doesn't have a logo or a face in it. But yeah. as soon as you start getting, as soon as you start messing with those sliders and you start making it look cool and stuff, 
it's yeah. it's that that's an instagram photo it's not a stock photo anymore yes a hundred percent so that is a massive tip a takeaway that you can you can have if you're starting in shooting shut <laughs> if you're starting with shutterstock yeah shutterstock <laughs> especially yeah you're uploading your photos just think um do not add loads of grain like you said they will reject it i've had loads of photos rejected just purely because i've like you say when i first started in um on the shutterstock i was uploading photos that i'd already edited in my right. way i've already messed with all the sliders changing colors the hues <laughs> everything Put I was an S-curve on the HSL. Exactly. I was doing all that, and I thought, oh, that looks amazing. I'm going to put that on the shutterstock and just let the money roll in. But right. No, doesn't now you exactly get your heart broken real yeah. quick when they – and they're like, yeah. what? That's the best photo I've taken. And yeah. Like, ah, it's garbage. We don't want it. That's, like, the, oh, that's the thing. Oh, my God. Don't take it personally. It's just that they are trying to cater to – Everyone. Uh, yeah. And, if, and we yeah. are not – that's the thing you want you're you're taking a photo like you say i reckon that that is what you should do is just shoot in raw and just have everything you know like you say in lightroom maybe just press the auto button and that's all you gotta do yeah just, just i mean it breaks my heart because you know i as much as you i love playing with the sliders man sure sure i love making colors pop here add a little grain there but you know yeah. as you and i've both you gotta just let it be pretty, pretty unedited yeah. for the most part to make it on a stock photo site. Yeah, and this is why we're talking mainly to the beginner photographers out there that just want to earn a few bucks and get their foot in the door. Is because obviously at this stage you're just trying to earn money to pay for gear or just to get by and justify uh, justify all those hours behind the yeah, lens. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And yeah, so when you obviously establish your own style, you can perhaps leave the sh the stock footage um, websites and stuff because obviously because the main reason why I'm saying it is because I've noticed there's like there's people out there that are for and against the 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 stock um, photo website idea because obviously they think that you know when their when their um, work is on these websites it's not a clear representation of their work that's one argument the other argument yep. is yep. that obviously they take all these photos and you know these companies have 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 got the the image and they're using the image on like huge billboards like i remember reading a story once where this guy sold his images on a stock footage website and you know he got like minimum amount of money for like two bucks on it yeah and then the, <laughs> the next he literally saw his own image like on a billboard somewhere and uh he just thought I, what the hell and it, basically you can sell that image to a company for so much more so it just oh, really could have made a lot of money yeah uh, it just depends that that's that's what um you know, that's the difference between selling photos on your own website and selling mm. photos on somebody else's website. Exactly, that, yeah. Difference right there, and that's the hard reality. Yeah. I mean, you're leveraging, you know, whatever stock photos marketing, you're leveraging their HR, their help desk. You're using all of their resources, so. Yeah, I mean, 100%. You're, you're going to get chump change for your stuff sometimes. Yeah, 
Exactly. Um, any other ways of earning money that you can think of as a beginner photographer? Um, well, here, there's a, there's a, there's a ton of different ways and it just depends. Um, you know, something that I've heard a lot of other, uh, professionals that I follow say and mention is go around to like your local, local stores and that nature and, um, just, you know, ask if you can take a few photos of it and, and, um, you know, mm -hmm. share them with them. Say, Hey, I don't want to charge anything. I just want to take a couple photos of this. I'm uh, happy to share them with you when I'm done and stuff. And, you know, it, you kind of create a win-win scenario. And, and that basically for me is what, um, is what kind of helps build that presence is, is just trying to do that win-win. Um, yeah. and you, and a lot of the work that you might do like that starting off is, is, is pro bono in you not making any money, but you're getting that. And eventually it might turn into a working relationship where they start paying you money. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, it, it's, there, there's so many different ways as a photographer to make money. Um, and back, back to the, back to the stock photography real quick, Go on. how, how you can make double use of the same photo is you upload a basic edited version of your photo for, for stock photography. And then you take that same photo and you throw your own stylized editing in, editing on it and you use it on your social media in that way. Yes. So you don't, you're not completely giving up your, your photo and, and letting it go without being edited. But at the same time, you're not, not making money off of it as well. Of course. That's just another little tip, but back to making money as a photographer, um, you, you got to take photos if you want to make money as a photographer. And that's just the, that's just the raw nature of it. You, if you're not taking photos, you're not going to be making money. Um, even if people aren't paying you, you, you should be taking those photos to build up your portfolio, to attract the clients that you want in order to make the money that you desire. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. You can't well, expect the money to come to you. You, you, you kind of have to go out and work for it. Um, oh, and yeah. it, it's kind of disheartening when you're starting out because you're not getting all those attention and likes and, you know, but you got to remember we were all there and it, and, and you just got to keep, keep uh, pressing that shutter button. Absolutely. Well said. I think that's a, a good note to end the podcast, Bo. Oh, I think, I think that's a decent quote there. Perfect. Well, that was great. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, where can people uh, find you, Bo? Well, they can find me online um, at bowdownard.com. That is my website I've got up. You can also find me on Instagram, bowdownard. <laughs> I was lucky enough to get my, my name. I'm not a... Not any of those underscores or anything like that. <laughs> um, ba basically, Bo Downard, B-E-A-U. You can find me anywhere online. I'm there. Awesome. I will put links in the show notes below if you just want to do a one-click and go straight to Bo's website. Perfect. Um, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Bo. I really appreciate, you know, your input and your experience on, on you know, some of these – some of the and just mainly we're just – educating people out there that have just got into the industry and we're just trying to help those find their foot in the door. So I really appreciate you being on the show and hopefully we can have you back 
on the show, maybe talking about another another subject. Oh, anytime, Dan. And, uh, thank you for having me. It's it uh, it certainly is uh, nice to be able to um, get together with another photographer and really kind of share our own experience in a way that that helps, or at least you know try to help. Uh, new photographers out there getting their foot out and getting some money in their pocket, man, because that's basically what it's all about, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We need money to pay for the gear that we can't afford. <laughs> Pretty much. That, that's, that's the name of the game, brother. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much, and I will be seeing you very soon. All right, Dan. Take care. Thanks, mate. All right. Bye. Bye.